and One Emotional Podcast, Conversations for Inspiration on the Go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Luan Emotional Podcast. So on our last episode, we dig a little bit deeper on intimacy and what kills intimacy in relationships and the polarity between masculine and feminine energy based on the work of David Data. And um, it was quite important to kind of like just go through several concepts that I think that are quite important for, um, for nowadays. And um, when I was six years old, I remember I went to my dad's house and I saw this book that was called The Missing Piece Meets the Big O by Shel Silverstein. And at that moment, I didn't know absolutely anything about Shel Silverstein. And I remember that I kind of like opened the book, I saw a few images and maybe I was young enough that I didn't kind of like connected that much with it. But then I found out that book again when I was 10 years old. And at 10, it did make a huge impact in my life because the book actually gave me a better narrative for me about what relationships are instead of the typical knowledge that we might hear constantly about kind of like finding your other half as if you would be incomplete just being who you are. Well, it's kind of like if you came to this world incomplete and you need another partner to kind of like be complete. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe we're raised with that dialogue. It's completely hurtful. It's nothing, uh, there's nothing wise on it. And I remember having different conversations when I was young with uh, friends they were, for example, you know, if they were creatives, then they were looking for someone that was in finance because then, you know, you would compliment each other. And then maybe something, I don't know what was it, but it could actually work. And then other friends that were, I don't know, a different profession were looking for the opposite profession. Kind of like if you would put both personalities in a blender and make one, no, then eventually the relationship will, would work. And I love Shel Silverstein's work because it talks about topics that are really complicated for adults, explained in a really easy and digestible way for kids with drawings and a few words. And this book one was one of them. So the book is The Missing Piece Meets a Big O by Charles Silverstein. And it is this piece kind of like imagine like a triangle no that has an eye no kind of like this triangle piece with an eye that's looking for its other missing piece kind of like imagine the kind of like this pac-man shape that's a circle with a missing triangle no let's say that way so eventually the idea or the the desire is for these two pieces to blend together uh, so they can start rolling not together so it's kind of like if you need another person to be able to roll. And the missing piece starts, you know, looking around and finds, you know, a piece that has too many missing pieces. <laughs> um, then she finds another, uh, another piece that has, 
exactly that shape that she has, that, that missing piece is, is, is missing. So then they connect, they form this round ball and they start rolling together. But eventually one of them started to grow. So they couldn't roll together harmoniously. They have kind of like this bumpy ride, so they got separated, no? And then she found other pieces, but maybe she was too big for the other piece or maybe too small for the other piece. And it wasn't exactly the right shape and size for what the missing piece was looking for. So then the missing piece was kind of like desperate, looking for, you know, um, what else can I do to find my missing piece, no? So she started kind of like, you know, dwelling a lot into beauty and um, focusing on how to be more attractive. And of course it attracted new pieces, but the pieces didn't eventually stay for long. And then she dwelled a little bit on uh, knowledge and on learning, on growing, you know, kind of like her education and her work experience. And eventually some pieces came, but others were completely kind of like um, struck by lightning, no? in a sense, that they didn't actually, they were a bit intimidated by all the things that she knew. So the missing piece is completely desperate, not knowing what to do, where to go, completely feeling completely helpless. And then eventually she finds a round ball. And in this round ball, she looks at the round ball and she's like, hey, how come you can roll alone by yourself? How you, did you do that? And the round ball tells the missing piece. He tells her like, no, you can do that too. And the missing piece is like, no, 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 but I have square edges. I cannot roll. And the, the, the ball told her, no, 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 you can start running and running and little by little, no? The piece started doing the flop, 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 you know, kind of like running. And the square edges started to become round edges. And she kept on rolling and rolling and rolling until she became a round ball. And the moral of the story is that eventually they, they, both of them, autonomously, independently, they were rolling separate balls, no, autonomous balls. They were rolling in the same direction. And that allows for more evolution in the relationship because you cannot expect that you and your partner are going to grow or to evolve exactly at the same time and exactly in the same circumstances. Of course, I don't think that's how things happen, you know? Um, things are kind of like we're more complicated and we're independent beings. So as being independent beings, um, we all have different timings for things. So you cannot kind of uh, ask everybody to do exactly the same things, no? So then um, if one of the partners starts to grow more than the other one, then, you know, one speeds up the, uh, the speed and the other one slows down the speed. But it's a matter of each of them growing their own essence, their own identity independently, and then showing and, you know, wanted to share it with someone else that you're running in the same direction. So I love this analogy. It's something that when you, after you read the book, is super simple, but I think it has a lot of knowledge of how in our culture we're being taught that relationships are and the things that we're told and we need to look for. And I think it's totally the opposite. We need to nurture our assets, our identity. We need to become complete beings. We spoke in the last um, episode about the, the one dimensional relationship, which is that you, your needs are only the ones that you have for yourself, no? The second dimensional 
relationship that is that about the quality, about addressing both your needs and your partner needs. And the third one, which I think is the most interesting one, is a third three-dimensional relationship, which is when your as a your partner's needs are your needs, and when your needs are your partner's needs. And I think that changes completely the game. That kind of like transforms everything else because you start working as a team. You start to kind of like, you know, use a family as a team to address everybody's needs. And at some point, I know that you're going to have contradictions because there could be some needs that could contradict with other, with another member of the family's needs, right? But I think it's a more healthy way to see relationships and families as this kind of like team working together towards, you know, addressing everybody's needs. So then everybody feels taken care of, everybody feels seen, everybody feels or has as a feeling uh, heard, seen, understood, cared for, right? And at the same time, with the duality of freedom and appreciation. And I love how Shell could put this wisdom in an easy-to-read book with these childlike uh, drawings, really easy for us to understand. So my encouragement, I think, would be for us to start exploring about what is it about, you know, for us being complete beings, autonomous beings, which is the direction that you want to roll in life and find someone that wants to roll in the same direction with us. My grandparents were married for almost 75 years. At the beginning, it wasn't kind of like that easy marriage. But they started growing old, they created an amazing relationship, an amazing relationship. So they had the best time together, honestly. So they were just a happy couple, you know? It was that laugh together, do many things together, travel together, do adventures together. And they really cared for each other, so they were a great couple. And I remember one time I asked my grandma, hey, Grandma, what's the secret to your relationship? And I remember she told me, one of the most important things with my relationship with Paye, her name was Pupe, well, her nickname was Pupe and my grandpa's nickname was Paye, so Pupe Paye. And one of the things that I like most about Paye is that he enjoys doing the same things that I do. So my secret for relationships or for finding him was that I was doing what I loved the most. And while doing what I love most, I met him while he was doing what he loves most. So then eventually she told me like, so the relationship sometimes can change to a more friendship relationship and then the passionate kind of like loving essence could come back again and that allowed for that flexibility for that kind of like novelty for that um strong intimacy for a strong relationship between them because they were both enjoying what they were doing and they were both trying out what the other person liked no if my grandpa loved tennis then my grandma was playing tennis and i think it's something um really wise really wise that i wanted to share with you in this episode. So I encourage you to, to do what you love most constantly. And in one, that's something that we focus a lot on, on, on create your life, create your essence, you know, be kind of like the creator and the artist of your voice, of your own identity.